It's the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Kyle Krabs here, host of Locked On NFL Scouting. Join Joe Marino and me every day as we provide position-by-position analysis of the upcoming NFL Draft. Check out the Locked On NFL Scouting podcast with the Draft Dudes on YouTube or wherever you listen to your favorite podcasts. The season is hanging in the balance for the Jets. They have lost three straight games and their playoff hopes are hanging by a thread. What do they need to do to turn things around and salvage their postseason dreams? That's what we'll talk about today on the Locked On Jets podcast. You are Locked On Jets, your daily New York Jets podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Welcome, this is the Locked On Jets podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. It's Tuesday, December 20th, 2022, and I'm your host, John B. from GangGreenNation.com, thanking you for making the show your first listen or first watch every day. This podcast is free and available on all platforms, including YouTube. If you like what you see or hear, hit the subscribe button wherever you are watching or listening so that you'll never miss an episode. If you're listening on a podcast source, please give the show a five-star review. If you're watching on YouTube, please give this give this episode a big thumbs up. These things help the channel out and help other Jets fans find the podcast. Today's episode of Locked On Jets is brought to you by Ultimate Football GM. To download the game, just visit ultimate-gm.com or look it up on the App Store. Our listeners get a 100% free boost to their franchise when using promo code LOCKEDON, all caps, in the game store. Well, it was the best of times, it was the worst of times for the New York Jets. By all accounts, they are exceeding expectations this season. They are 7-7. Seven and seven. They have a chance to to finish the season over 500 for the first time since 2015. And they remain in the AFC playoff race, although they are kind of fading. After a 7-4 and four start to the season, the Jets have lost three in a row. They said that their goal was to play meaningful games in December before the the season began. Well, they've reached the goal. Unfortunately, they're losing all of these meaningful games in December. A team that was 7-4 is now 7-7. They are 0-3 in the month of December. They need to turn it around if they want to make the playoffs. They have three games left. They have a game against Jacksonville coming up on Thursday night. The Jets make their Thursday night appearance late in the season. Second straight year, they're playing the Jaguars around the holiday at home at MetLife Stadium. Realistically, I stand by my statement. I think the Jets are going to have to go 3-0 and down the stretch if, if they want to make the playoffs. I think 3-0 and gets them in. I don't think 2-1 and does, and I know 1-2 and will not. So what needs to change for the Jets? We're going to talk about that today. I think there are a couple of things, and I know the first thing I'm going to talk about is probably not going to be a popular thing to say. Because... You don't want to make excuses, but objectively, the Jets need to get some better injury luck. Listen, they've missed a lot of key players. They've they've had really awful injury luck all season long, particularly on the offensive line. But in Sunday's game against the Lions, they were without a number of key players. And you can begin with Quinn and Williams. The Jets' defense held Detroit really to 10 points. There were seven points that came on a punt return touchdown, and... Uh, That's a little segue for something we're going to talk about a little bit later about things that need to change. They gave up a field goal that where 
Zach Wilson threw an interception that essentially gave the, the Lions the ball in field goal range, and the defense stood tall and essentially forced the Lions to a field goal. Jets did not. Jets held them out of the end zone. So the Jets really only gave up 10 points in this game, and of course there was the disaster final play for the defense where they gave up a 51-yard touchdown on a fourth and inches play on a short pass left that nobody was there to defend. The defense played well. However, if you watched that game, you knew Quinn and Williams was missed badly. And part of this is you got to give credit. I, I think sometimes we don't give enough credit to the opposition. The Lions have a really good offensive line. They have a weak link at right guard. I was hoping the Jets would be able to exploit that with Sheldon Rankins. They really were not. Sometimes you got to tip your cap to the opponent. But you also saw how important Quinn and Williams is to this defense, even with the Jets doing a good job. And it shows you they have multiple impact players. You know, Sauce Gardner is a shutdown corner as a rookie. And I don't say that lightly. There are not many shutdown corners in this league. Sauce Gardner is one of them. DJ Reed, an excellent number two corner. Guy who I think would be a number one corner on a number of teams. And Michael Carter, who... You know, struggled the last couple of weeks, took a terrible angle on the game, losing touchdown, but still having an excellent second season, showing he belongs at the slot corner position. So when you miss a key pass rusher like Quinn and Williams, you can get by because you can cover. And it, it, there's this relationship between pass rushing and coverage. If you pass rush effectively, your cover guys don't need to do as much. If you cover well, you buy some time for your pass rushers to get home. And that's what the Jets needed on Sunday, because without Quinn and Williams, that pass rush looked completely different. And that game changed my view on a lot of players on that on that defensive line because you saw the difference Quinn and Williams not being out there made. Even as even though the defense as a whole played pretty well, that was not the same defensive line. So they need to get Quinn and Williams back in the lineup. The quarterback situation is controversial, but I, I stand by my statement. I, I don't, and listen, I, I want to make it clear. I'm not saying I necessarily believe that Mike White is the future of the franchise. I think. There's a possibility if he gets back into the lineup that he'll play well enough to earn a new contract, earn a look at the at being the starting quarterback next season. But I'm not sold on Mike White. I do think right now for this team today, and I'm not even completely giving up on Zach Wilson, although I have serious doubts about him right now, maybe one day Zach Wilson will be better than Mike White. But I think for today, Mike White's the better quarterback. It's tough. It's, it's really tough when... You're playing without your best player, and you're playing without your quarterback, and we're not talking about the same person. But that's where the Jets were on Sunday. And Zach Wilson did some good things in the game, uh, but you still see Zach Wilson's very much a work in progress. And you see why the Jets probably want to develop him on the sidelines right now, no matter what they say. I don't know if Mike White's going to be back for this game. I'm not sure when Mike White's going to return. It's, It's tough. This, is a, this actually has turned into a tough week for the Jets to play Thursday night. It's always difficult when it happens near the end of the year. But with all these lingering injuries the Jets have, this, this, is a very, this seems like a very inopportune week to be playing Thursday night. You also hope the Jets are just able to stay healthy on the offensive line. The offensive line had a terrible game on Sunday. They run blocked ineffectively. They were not great in pass protection. I do think Zach Wilson maybe stepped into one or, one or two of those sacks. Zach still has issues with his pocket presence. The Jets have been decimated on the offensive line this year. And I think you lose sight of why injuries to the offensive line are important. Yes, first of all, you're losing key players. But if you look at the line the Jets put out on Sunday, that's close to the healthiest line they've had all season. And it's not, you know, they're missing their best guy, Elijah Vera Tucker. But still, that offensive line was, you know, of what we're going to 
expect the rest of the way. If what we could get the rest of the way, that's as healthy as, as it's going to get. But it's not just about the quality of the players. The offensive line depends so much on chemistry. It depends on continuity because you have to make a split-second decision on if you know if some guy comes into your zone, are you going to pass him off? How do you deal with a, a stunt? That's the type of thing that only comes with time. And as much as the as much as the injuries have hurt the Jets in terms of talent, what they're putting on the field, the fact that the Jets have had to reshuffle their offensive line so frequently, even when you have guys out there who are more talented as the Jets do now. It's tough because these guys haven't played together all season long, and you've had to move guys all over the place. I mean, how many guys have had to change positions this year? It's tough, and I don't know if it's fixable right now for the Jets, but they just can't afford to have any more injuries on this line because they've had so many iterations of this offensive. I've lost count of how many iterations of this offensive line they've had this season. And at some point, you know, it's tough when you... I don't know if you can develop chemistry over the course of three to four games, but... It beats the heck out of trying to throw another new offensive line out there. It's just, it's really difficult to do. And then you also have the receiver position, Corey Davis. If the Jets are going to have to play Zach Wilson, Corey Davis is a receiver he's got chemistry with on some level. I mean, that game against Pittsburgh where Zach led the Jets to the comeback way back in week four, he went, Corey Davis was his guy when the chips were down. And I still think, you know, for all of the frustration in the Garrett Wilson, Zach Wilson relationship. And again, you saw it on Sunday when Zach Wilson missed Garrett Wilson. You saw him visibly react for whatever reason. You know, maybe there, it seems like there's some, there's some issues with that relationship, but there does seem like there's decent chemistry between the two of them. So that's a second receiver, but you want Corey Davis back in the lineup, especially if Zach's going to play quarterback, because that's a receiver Zach has trusted from day one. And it's, you know, one of the few options that I, I feel really good about with Zach throwing the ball. And, you know, Davis is dealing with a concussion, so some of this is out of your control. In fact, all these injuries are out of the Jets' control, but right now the Jets got to get healthy, and I know that's not something people want to hear because you want something the Jets can fix themselves. You don't want to have to depend on fate. Well, I had here on the Lockdown Jets podcast, I'll talk about a couple other things that the Jets can do to fix their team that they don't need to defend, that they actually have some control over. And I'm going to begin by talking about special teams. That's as we continue this Tuesday episode of the Locked On Jets podcast. Today's episode of Locked On Jets is brought to you by an exciting new partner and new sponsor, the mobile game Ultimate Football GM. Have you ever dreamed of becoming an NFL GM and managing your football franchise? Seeing if you could do better than Joe Douglas? Well, your dream can come true, and this game is definitely for you. You can manage every strategic aspect of your team, play through the season, and lead your team to glory. You are responsible for hiring the right coaches and coordinators, so no Adam Gase. Make a hire a good coach. You're responsible for trading players, so make a trade as good as Sam Darnold for a second-round pick. You make draft picks. Be like Joe Douglas in 2022. And you navigate your franchise through free agency and the draft and all the ups and downs of a season. All of this is in a, is a challenging and realistic game world. Ultimate Football GM is completely free and playable online. Play on the go as you want to, when you want to. And Locked On Jets listeners get a 100% free boost to their franchise when using the promo code LOCKEDON, that's all caps, in the game store. Again, that's LOCKEDON, all caps, one word, no space, L-O-C-K-E-D-O-N. So make sure to check it out today. To download the game, just visit ultimate-gm.com or look it up on the app stores. Again, that's ultimate-gm.com. Ultimate Football GM. Start your dynasty today. 
Today's episode of Locked on Jets is brought to you by Turo. Turo is the world's largest car sharing marketplace. With Turo, you can book any car you want, wherever you want it, from a community of local hosts. You can browse a huge selection of vehicles for just about any occasion or budget across the U.S., U.K., Canada, or Australia. Book a spacious SUV or minivan for a family road trip. Get a classic or luxury car for a special event, birthday, or holiday. Find affordable economy cars if you're on a budget and just need to get from point A to point B. Test drive that new electric vehicle you've had your eye on to see how it fits in your everyday life. If you're doing some holiday travel and need a car, maybe you're coming in from out of town for Thursday night football. Well, many Turo hosts can even deliver the car right to you. Every trip is backed by liability insurance. Terms, conditions, and exclusions apply. Forget boring rental cars and find your drive at Turo, T-U-R-O dot com. Thank you so much for making Locked On Jets your first listener, first watch every day. This podcast is free and it's available on all platforms, including YouTube. Today we're talking about getting the Jets back on track. What can they do better? The team has lost three straight games. It's their only, It's the first losing streak of the season. It is. It has come at a very poor time because we're in December. This is, the, this is where you want to close the season strong, and the Jets are not closing the season strong. There are lots of things they can do. they got to get better play from the special teams, though. I'm not saying the entire special teams have been bad. I think the special teams have been okay. depends on who we're talking about. Greg Zorline has stabilized the position of the kicking role for the first time since Jason Myers in 2018. And, you know, I, I, I always say this, and people get mad at me. Letting Jason Myers go to Seattle was not the problem. The problem was just not getting a guy in here who can kick because Greg Zorline was nobody. There was no huge market for Greg Zorline this offseason. He was easy to get. There were plenty of easy kickers for the, the Jets could have gotten the last three years, but Greg Zorline's solidified things. Jets are struggling in some other areas, though. Braxton Berrios is a fan favorite. He's not having a good season as a return guy. Last year, he was phenomenal. He had an excellent season as the kickoff return guy. In fact, you remember, he was the first team all pro. Well, this year the Jets are 25th in kickoff return yardage. They're not doing very well. And Berrios has just struggled. I think he's making suspect decisions when he's coming out of the end zone. And let me give, a, let me give you a stat on Berrios this year. And I'll give it, we'll compare it to last year. So I think really the threshold for kickoff returns is about 25 yards. Because if you take a touchback, you get to the 25. Now, I understand sometimes you'll sometimes the, the kickoff goes to like the one or two yard line, so the touchback's not an option. But 25 yards is really the threshold for are you having success. Let me tell you what Berrios did last year. 16 of his 28 returns went for more than 25 yards. So a little over half of them. Pretty good, right? This year, not so much. This year, 6 of 21 returns has gone for 25 yards or more. That's just not going to get it done. The Jets gave him a lot of money. Now, the Jets gave him a lot of money over the course of the offseason for a few reasons. You know, part of it was to be receiver depth, uh, you know, a good backup. Part of it was to be a gadget guy. The Jets could design plays for in space. Part of it was just because I think, you know, he and Zach Wilson were really close. And I'm not saying they did it because Zach Wilson here were friends, but you always like to have chemistry between a receiver and a quarterback. And that's the type of thing that can elevate a receiver. You can have a guy who's just an okay receiver, but he just really clicks with your quarterback. That's the type of thing that can improve him. And you always like to have quarterbacks comfortable with their targets. So on paper, I, I, you understand why the Jets gave him the contract. He's also a fan favorite. He was also a guy who fans loved last year. But I, I'm sorry to say he's not doing the job this year. He's, he's got to do better. And in the punt return game, the Jets, and this was, I think this is one of my issues with Barrios as a punt returner. His stats are really good. In fact, the Jets currently rank 
number four in the league on punt return average. Here's the problem, though. They're not getting many returns. And I think part of the reason that their return average is so high is that Berrios fair catches an awful lot of punts. Like the Jets have the second most fair caught punts in the, the league in 27. So it's a situation where I feel like in, on a punt return, unless the punter out kicks his coverage, the Jets aren't going to get a return. And I think that's a problem as well. Now, the one thing I'll say for Berrios is, despite what we saw in Buffalo last week, which was a catastrophe, where he lucked out a couple of times, and in fairness, it was a very windy day, so the ball may have been tough to judge, he does catch the ball. And securing the catch is important as a punt returner. But And he's not the only issue on special teams. And I don't need to tell you what the big problem is. I probably should have begun with this, because this is actually a much bigger problem than Berrios. Jets have given up two punt returns for, for touchdowns the last couple of weeks. And you can explain either of them away. New England, it was a windy day, and Braden Mann maybe got a little bit psyched out and, you know, kicking into the wind, maybe he hit it too hard and didn't hit it high enough with enough hang time because he was afraid if he hit it too high, the wind would knock it down. And also, but the problem with that was it was at the end of the game, and his job to kick the ball out of bounds. Um, and then Sunday against Detroit, yeah, they were pinned up. They were pinned back. I mean, it's tough because they did not have much room to operate. They were pinned inside their own five-yard line, so... He did not have as much space to operate as he normally did. The guys who were trying to block the punt are closer at the snap. They have less distance to travel. But it was a terrible punt. And the Jets have, you know, the Jets blew their coverage on both plays. Two, uh, two kickoff, or two, I'm sorry, two punt returns against you for a touchdown? It's just completely unacceptable. It's not good enough. So you, you can't have that. It, so, and Braden Mann's been very inconsistent. Now, you look at the numbers, Jets are middle of the packish. On punt net average, middle of the package uh, on um, just general average. But when it's been bad, it's been really bad. And Braden Mann was really bad on Sunday against the, the Detroit Lions. Right now, Jets' opponents, and I think it's impacting, the, there, there are many different factors here, and the offense has to take some of the heat for this, but I'll give you another st- statistic. Opposing drives are starting at the 30-yard line. That's the that's tied for the worst average starting field position a defense has in the league. So the Jets' defense, which has been phenomenal this year, the Jets' defense actually, for, for their bend-but-don't-break reputation, because that's what Robert Sala is known for, it's what he came in as, Jets aren't bending at all. I mean, maybe they did a little bit on Sunday without Quinn and Williams in there. Jets are actually averaging on defense the fewest yards allowed per drive in the entire NFL so far this season. But they're being put in a tough position. And if the Jets were giving their opponents a little bit worse field position, their defense's excellent play would come into, would reap more benefits. And if they got more out of the punt returns after forcing the punts, you know, they off- make life easier on the offense. These things are all connected. So Jets need to start playing better special teams. It hasn't been a catastrophe. This you know, A couple of years ago, the Jets had a horrific special team season. It was like bad across the board. It hasn't been bad across the board this year. There, there have been some bright spots like Greg Zorline. But there are too many areas, especially in recent weeks, where the Jets are just not getting enough out of the third phase of the game. And I'm a big special teams guy. I think sometimes we, I think it gets overlooked. I think it's around 20% of the snaps in the NFL, in an NFL game are not from scrimmage. They're special teams play. It's where games can be won and lost. And the Jets have found that out the hard way this year. Now, head here on the Lockdown Jets podcast. We will close out our show and we'll talk about the defense. Defense deserves a lot of praise for what it's done this year. But there's one area of late where they're not doing so well. They need to start forcing some more big plays, and I'll tell you what I mean as we close out this Tuesday edition of the Locked On Jets podcast. 
Today's episode of Locked On Jets is brought to you by Prize Picks. Are you are you a daily fantasy player? Well, let me tell you about Prize Picks. Here's how it works: you pick two to five players, and if they score more or less than their Prize Picks projection, you can win up to ten times your money on any entry. And there's no competing against other people; it's just you against the projections available. Prize Picks offers projections on any sport you watch. So if it's too stressful to have Zach Wilson and you're wondering whether he's going to throw for another 300-yard game like he did against Detroit on Sunday. Don't, don't worry about it. You play another sport. You play NBA, you play college football, men's and women's college basketball, even disc golf. Entries can be made in 60 seconds or less. It's just that easy. They have safe and fast withdrawals, and they are currently operational in over 30 states and in Canada. So download the PrizePix app or go to prizepix.com to sign up and play daily fantasy sports. First-time users can receive a 100% instant deposit match up to $100 with promo code locked on. So if you deposit $50, PrizePix gives you $50. If you deposit $100, PrizePix gives you $100. And don't forget to enter promo code locked on at sign up for an instant deposit match of up to $100 using PrizePix. This is the Locked On Jets podcast here on this Tuesday. We're talking about things the Jets need to do better if they're going to end this three-game winning streak and get themselves back into playoff contention. Probably going to take three and zero over the final three games. Get to get the Jets to ten and seven. I think that gets them into the playoffs. Anything less, I got my doubts. Now I just praise the Jets' defense in the second segment. I think they deserve a lot of credit. I, I think there are some some of the raw numbers don't really tell you how good they've been this season, but they have not been doing something recently that they really need to get back to. That's forcing turnovers. This defense, as great as it's been, it's forced one turnover in the last five games. That's just not going to get it done. Now, a few caveats here. First of all, a lot of the analysis that's been done on this suggests that there is a degree of randomness in turnovers, that they're difficult to sustain when you're getting a lot of them, and there's a degree of luck that comes into it. It's, you know, forcing turnovers is partially a skill, but it's also partially taking advantage of things. And part of it, I mean, look, the Jets have had absurdly bad fumble luck on this this season. Like they just aren't recovering fumbles, and one thing we do know is recovering a fumble is not a skill. A lot of that comes down to luck. So that that's one caveat I'll throw out there. But this defense is the unit that carries this team, and I don't think that there are many teams that are driven by their defense in today's NFL. The Jets are. If you look at it, the defense is clearly the dominant unit on, on this roster, they have plenty of firepower, even with I mean, without their best player, without a guy who may be the best defense. I don't think it's outrageous to say Quinton Williams may be the best defensive player in the NFL this year. Like He really could be in defensive player of the year consideration. Even without him, they held the Detroit Lions, one of the hottest teams on offense in the NFL, to 10 points. But you saw how Quinton was missed. You know, and that's, that's that's the thing. It's not like you can just look at this and say Quinnen's overrated because you can see you can see pretty specifically how Quinnen was missed, and maybe one of the areas where he was missed was you know the the ability to make big plays because the Jets are just are not making many big plays on defense, and part of this is the Jets need the defense to carry the offense. The Jets need to set their offense up with favorable positions because as much as I do think the Jets' offense is decent, they've got those issues at the quarterback position. They don't have the, that big play. You know, it's it's a lot to ask right now for this offense to carry this team. Jets need to get more. The Jets essentially, it's maybe it's not fair, but the Jets need their defense to make big plays. You know, a non-offensive touchdown is a big play in an NFL game. And the Jets, because of their offensive struggles, probably need it more than a lot of other teams do. And 
I, I go back. I know it's unfair. I know it's not entirely fair because this defense has been so good already. And, I mean, they've it, there were some games that the Jets simply should... The Jets have lost a couple of games this year that they simply should not have lost based on how well their defense played. It kind of takes you back to the early Rex Ryan days when, once again, that de- that defense was the dominant unit. And they had a couple of games where they lost, even though they dominated because Mark Sanchez and the offense struggled quite a bit. That happened in 2009 and 2010. So... Perhaps it's a bit unfair, but this defense needs to start getting making some big plays because I just don't know. Just the way, based on the way the team's built, you know. Hopefully, in the future, things are a little bit better. Hopefully, in the going forward, the Jets get a little bit more out of the quarterback position, at least more consistently good quarterback play, and they certainly do have some quality players on offense. Garrett Wilson has clearly broken out. Garrett Wilson's a legit number one receiver. Garrett Wilson very well could be rookie of the year on offense. Um, and we know, but we know that the Jets have the guy who could be rookie of the year on defense and Sauce Gardner. You know, it's a guy who's ability, who's got shown flash an ability to make a big plays. He's shown an ability to you know get the big interception. Um, there, there are other key players on, and the Jets with Quinn and Williams in the lineup, they can get they can get to the passer, they can force the big mistakes, they can get quarterbacks to panic. So the ability is all there on the defense. You've got playmakers, you've got the ability to make the splash plays. Even though the Jets' defense has not has not played poorly the last couple of weeks, one thing that's clearly been missing is the ability to turn things over, the ability to either generate your own scores or set the offense up in a favorable position and give that offense the boost up it needs because it's an offense that's you know very inconsistent from week to week, much less consistent than the defense. And you know I think if the Jets are going to make the playoffs this year, if they're going to end this three-game losing streak and end the year with a three-game winning streak. They're going to need to be some big-time plays from their dominant unit. Anyway, that's all for today's episode. This has been the Locked On Jets podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day is our motto. As always, if you enjoy the show, hit that subscribe button wherever you're watching or listening so that you'll never miss an episode. If you're listening on the podcast source, please give the show a five-star review. Or if you're watching on YouTube, big thumbs up. These things help the channel out and help other Jets fans find the podcast. Have a great Tuesday, everybody. We'll be back tomorrow. Send in your mailbag questions. We'll have our weekly mailbag show. Hey, Prime members, you can listen to this Locked On podcast ad-free on Amazon Music. Download the Amazon Music app today. Is your team eliminated from the playoffs and in need of reinforcements? Maybe it's time for a rebuild, or maybe they're just a player or two away from taking home the Lombardi Trophy. Either way, join Keith Sanchez and Damian Parson for Mock Draft Monday on the Locked On NFL Draft Podcast. They'll tell you which college football stars your team will be taking in the 2024 NFL Draft. Check out Mock Draft Monday on the Locked On NFL Draft Podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day.